You're listening to the Sporting Heroes podcast brought to you by Radio City Talk. My name's Matt Jones and this afternoon my guest in the studio is somebody who has won back-to-back promotions with Tranmere, twice a winner at Wembley as they beat Borehamwood and Newport to go from the National League to League One. He's played for Everton, he's played for Chester and Wrexham as well. It's a warm welcome into the studio to Jay Harris. Right, You're listening uh, to the Sporting Heroes uh, podcast all, brought to you by Radio career at Everton. City Talk. My name's like Matt Jones and this uh, afternoon my guest in the studio is somebody who has won back-to-back promotions with Tranmere twice a winner at Wembley as they beat Borehamwood and Newport to go from the National League to League One he's played for Everton he's played for Chester and Wrexham as well it's a warm welcome into the studio to Jay Harris uh, and then obviously tying up Belfield with former Tranmere and players. Everton midfielder Jay Harris there on the Sporting 18, Heroes podcast. My name's Matt Jones, and this uh, is brought to you by Radio City Talk. You can listen to us live every single Wednesday. I've got a brand new Sporting Hero for you. It's at four forty-five. You can catch us on fifteen forty-eight medium wave on DAB. So how did you end up at Everton and not Liverpool? Don't think I was good enough for Liverpool. I was at Liverpool, but obviously it never worked out, and I actually liked it. At Everton, better at that age, uh, better set of lads, and I got on more with them and the, and the staff, uh, Gary Ablett and Neil Jusnip and Alan Harper. But uh, they were great with me, so I, I love my time there. And you signed pro as well. Yeah, signed pro. I had a, year, a year pro there. Uh, obviously, didn't work out. Uh, obviously, wasn't good enough. Uh, but that's just life, and that's football. You know what I mean? But you just got to make a career out of it. How hard is that to accept, though, at the age of, what, 17, 18, 19, that you've been a pro? And I think if you speak to a lot of people in football, they'll say once people get a pro contract, they kind of think they've made it. So what was it like when Everton came to you and said, we're not going to keep you on? It was heartbreaking. Uh, you always have that dream from a, a young age to play in the Premier League. And then when someone takes it away, uh, at, my, at my time, it, it was David Moyes, who was unbelievable with me at the time. Uh, and they, they just be honest with you, but at 17, 18, and you get told all this about going to Premier League and you've got to be this and you've got to be that, and someone to take it away from you is it's heartbreaking. Uh, but at the end of the day, you've got people around you who've got to look after you and give you the best advice, like agents and friends, family. Uh, and I had that in abundance. So to just go on and make a career out the game and accept, you know what, you're maybe not good enough for that, but there's somewhere where you'll find your place and lucky enough for me I did and continued and hopefully I can still continue with that and what a career you have had in the game Chester, Accrington, Wrexham and then most recently at Tranmere yeah I haven't had to travel far have I <laughs> uh, no yeah all the local side and I loved every minute at each club but I just I love football so it doesn't matter where I play I just want to play it and, and be successful and obviously the latter Tranmere I've been successful with two promotions uh, and I just want to, I just want to build momentum on that and keep going really for as long as I can. How weird was it playing for those three clubs in particular, Chester, Wrexham, and Tranmere in succession, knowing the rivalry that those three teams have? It's hard, and obviously you don't see the rivalry until they actually play each other. Like I went to, I've been to Chester, Wrexham, Wrexham, Tranmere, Chester, Tranmere, and you can see how much the fans hate each other and the rivalry, but. Once you put that shirt on, whoever you're playing for, that's the only thing that matters. So, obviously, I've been a Chester player, a Wrexham player, Samuel, and all times, whichever shirt I was on, they were my club at that time, and that's all that mattered to me. Which of those three derby matches felt like it had more riding on it? I think it was the the, the latest Wrexham Samuel one. I think we got beat at home, uh, 1-0, but it was we were going for playoffs, they were going for playoffs, and 
there was that much riding on it. Great crowd, Wrexham fans, obviously away, Tramia fans at home, and it was just, it was hectic. It was just you couldn't hear, couldn't hear anything. I think they wanted to kill each other. Good job there was a pitch in the way of them. <laughs> But yeah, it was a, even on the pitch. You could tell the lads. It was just that fierce rivalry. It was unbelievable to play him. Can you feel it as a player? Yeah, you know, you know what? The last couple of years, obviously with with Sam, yeah, and you know, once that crowd get behind you, you just feel sort of like not not so superpowers, but you just give that extra ten percent because one for yourself and it gets you going because that's what you're doing it for, and then you're thinking, you know what? All these people are shouting my name. Why wouldn't I do this? But it's it's just great once once they're on your side, you can do anything. And we've got to talk about those two promotions. Both so different. Both meant so much. The first one, Tranmere down to ten men after forty eight seconds when Liam gets sent off and eventually beat Boreham Wood in an incredible game two one. And then the latter one against Newport. I think fair to say one of the dullest matches of football I've ever watched. But eventually Connor Jennings steps up in the hundred and nineteenth minute and, and heads Tranmere to League One. Yeah, the, f- the first one backs against the ropes and. The lads had to dig deep. Uh, we'd made our three substitutions in the first half. It was every all the odds were against us, and no one obviously thought we could go and do it. But obviously, we had the belief and we showed the character, and that was probably the better of the two for me. Uh, and I celebrated it like it was as well. But the uh, <laughs> the second one is to say it was, it was a drab game, nil nil, not an any. There was a few chances here and there, and then obviously. Big Macca comes on, and I think he was incredible. Once he come on, we started to get a bit of momentum. Then we defended properly, and then Conor Jennings goes and does that, which Conor does what he does, and he scores goals when he gets a chance, and it's a great header. Uh, but as you say, it was a drab game, but the first one for me was the best one. And that first one, you come on at right-back in that game, so you're a centre midfielder to those who don't know, but you come on at right-back, and there is a, a match-turning moment. I've spoke to a few people about this in the past, James Norwood being one of them, who said the moment that you go and put their left winger out of touch with a, with a huge tackle, a trademark Jay Harris tackle, <laughs> is the moment that changed the game in Tranmere's favour. Do you uh, feel that as a player? Uh, I Not on a pace. I want to see someone else do it. Yeah, when it's me, that's just my job. But when sometimes you can take momentum and a bit of belief from someone else's tackle, closing down, shot, bit of skill, stuff like that. But I remember the tackle well. I think it was on a... Adriande, who's at Lincoln now. Uh, but the one for me was when I think one of the lads skipped past me, just going into the area, and I've just got back and just toyed one out for a corner. He squares that across the box and it's a goal. But uh, as you say, yeah, them, them tackles, they, they, do, uh, they do build momentum and give people hope. Absolutely. It's Radio City talking. I've got Jay Harris, uh, former Tranmere, uh, Wrexham, Chester and Everton man in the studio to pick his sporting hero. So let's get on to your sporting hero. Uh, and I'm guessing it's very much someone from a, a footballing persuasion. Yeah, it's going to have to be Steven Gerrard from Liverpool. He was just everything I wanted to be when I was younger. So when you were at Liverpool, did you get the chance to see him train? Never, not once. I would have loved to. But he's, he's not he's not that much older than me. I think he's about, is he 39, 40 now, is he? So I, I wouldn't have got to see him. But I remember playing Wolves. Was it Wolves? I can't remember. He played... He played Against Wolves, sorry for Liverpool, and that that was the closest I got to him because uh, it was at Wrexham at the time. Uh, and just watching him, it's just incredible. It's just in awe of him. He's, as I say, the way he runs, the way he passes the ball, the way he tackles, everything I wanted to be and based myself on him. What was it in particular from his game that you tried to put into your own? It was just his, his will to win. 
everything as determination, as as anger, as at a young age, I think he played right back, centre mid, and he'd just run and run and run and his will to win, as I say, he'd run through brick walls, he'd smash it, he'd get up. That's that's just everything what I loved about him. Have you ever been on the same pitch as him then? Never. No. Very devastated about that. Because <laughs> I know Tranmere have played friendlies against Liverpool in the past and certainly he has played in a couple of them at Prenton Park. I'm not sure if Wrexham or Chester have ever played against Liverpool, but that would have been a moment for you. Oh, that would have been incredible. I would have just shook his hand and just said thanks because he inspired me from when I was very young, just watching him. And still to this day, I watch clips of him, just like he was incredible. And then obviously I know he's, he's Rangers manager now and they, they've got to be blessed to have him as some player he was. How important is it as a young lad growing up, aspiring to be a footballer, to be able to look at someone who literally comes just down the road from where you are and he goes and makes it and he's a Champions League winning captain and, and all this? Well, I, th- I think that's part of it. Obviously, you talk about people being successful and if you go into business and everyone's got money and stuff like that. This was just a, a kid from the Bluebell Estate who had not, not, not much and from a good family and then all of a sudden he's a Champions League winner, he's a hero, he's a legend, he's playing for England and... If anyone gives you belief that you can do things and nothing's impossible, they're the types of people, even like Carragher, Wayne Rooney, people like that, who've come from these backgrounds, similar to yourself, and doing incredible things with their career. And these Scouse players that you're all mentioning, as well as having that ability that they clearly had to make at the top, they all had that determination and that drive, which all Scouse players seem to be famed for. Yeah, I think it's just that hungry, obviously... I think it's just wanting wanting it more than anyone else. I, I think I remember an inter- interview, I think went to Steven Gerrard on BT, saying about how much he wanted it than everyone else on that pitch. And I think it was Redknapp that said he went and smashed Paul Ince in a training session when he was a kid. And they're the thing, you wouldn't dream about smashing Paul Ince. And <laughs> he's going to do it at 17, 16 years of age. And they're the things that make you think, you know what, if he can do it, why can't I? And that's just the belief they give you. Have you ever met him? Uh, once uh, the goalie who played for Accrington Ian Dunbarvin with me he had an engagement party and I met him because he's a good mate of his I met him in an engagement party in Southport uh, and it was just <laughs> stars in my eyes type thing <laughs> can you remember what you said to him or is there something you wish you'd said to him uh, I was drunk so I can't remember what I said <laughs> to him but uh, it, it was a good night and you know what he was, he was a great fella to speak to and he was just dead down to earth he was just like one of the lads a wonderful sporting hero to have as well, and what a career uh, he had at uh, Liverpool and uh, casting one out now as a manager as well. Uh, Jay, thank you for picking Stephen Gerrard as your sporting hero. Cheers, Matt. Thank you.